The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, Whore Hive, welcome back to another episode, guys, of Horrible Decisions. Um, we were planning on going dark this week because, goddamn, can y'all believe it's it's been only about a week? Um, we have been going through so much. I appreciate all of the kind words. Um, clearly, I am a little better now. I have been out protesting here in New York City, and I just want to give shout outs to everyone who has done their part. For those of you who have been out protesting, for those of you who have donated, for those of you voting and telling your peers to vote, I just want to thank you all. Um, of course, y'all know we talk a lot about sex and just a whole bunch of raunchiness, and right now we just kind of felt that... How, how do we do that? How do we do that right now? How do we get through the laughs and the jokes and all of these things? And so Weezy and I decided that for this week's episode, we would compile um, just some previous conversations over the last three and a half years that we have had regarding our experience and trauma with police brutality with racism, with interracial dating, with um, our white listeners um, and their white privilege coming to us about certain topics. And also even a conversation we had on our Patreon regarding the use of the N-word within the Latino community. Um, as you guys know, this fight is not anything new from the 60s to the 70s. For centuries and centuries prior to now, we have been fighting the same fight. And we wanted to let you guys know that outside of fighting for the comfortability and making everyone within the sex space in the black community more comfortable, that we have brought many topics to the forefront. And I just wanted to kind of resurface and, and relive some of these moments that Weezy and I have shared on this platform with bringing certain injustices and certain topics to to light once again during this time. Again, I want to give a, a an RIP as well as a fight for justice for George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and more important, most importantly, um, in my eyes and for this specific platform, Brianna Taylor, as having a platform specifically focused, I, I would say for black women, um, I think that this has brought a hard time for all of us um, in seeing that we are all standing strong in the fight for black men, but kind of, you know, a, a little fear in if we will get the same fight as black women. Um, Sandra Bland, there's there's a lot of just cases reopening up um, that involved black women. And I do feel like black women are not 
kind of given the same voice. And that's what this platform does. We want to continue to give voices to black women. Um, and, and again, I just want to thank you guys for all of your kind words. Um, this next clip that you are about to hear um, goes into what I mentioned during my statement um, in the PTSD that I feel like I have experienced over the last few years with witnessing black men being taken at the hands of police officers. And so here it is um, me talking about my experience in London and how I I was able to realize that I am fucking affected by this shit. Um, again, um, go ahead and listen. And I don't want to say I hope you enjoy, but let's go ahead and relive these moments over the past years of horrible decisions. Um, so I wanted to, I guess, share a story because this opened up um, something to me. So while I while I was in London, I did London and Paris in a weekend because I'm fucking crazy. I was drunk the whole time. But first off, I felt how rich I was too because, bitch, we spent probably $400 in food just on the Friday between food and drinks. Oh, easy. And I don't even eat a lot. That was fucking crumpets and fucking dump, dumplings and dim sum and shit. Dim sum? Yeah, we went to the Shard. It's a, oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a restaurant called Hutong on the top of the Shard beautiful was drinking porn star martinez the whole time bitch i love me a porn star so fucking good but then i love just drinking my shit name so good then y'all don't know what a porn star is by the way it's so good it's oh i don't know why it's like only in europe i've never been offered a porn star in the states here yet but you can make it i asked the ingredients sure it's, a ton. it's pomegranate it's super sweet Mm-mm. pomegranate passion, I mean, no, passion fruit sorry passion fruit passion fruit is sitting in there it's super juicy and then you get a shot of champagne next to it prosecco is that champagne it's Maybe prosecco. where you was at, it was Prosecco, bitch. Mine nah, was champagne, bitch. It was Prosecco, bitch. You just ain't know. You saw the little bubblies and got excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that shit was. No, but um, so anyways, we, we went to Sketch, and then we had dinner reservations at Novikov, and my homegirl, Adriana, shout out to her. She had um, us on the guest list because she was like, she ain't really want to be around niggas. She wanted to meet new niggas. So she was like... I got us on the guest list. He'll sit us at the table. And I'm like, bitch, I don't do promoter tables even in the States. But okay, I'm in another country. I'll do it. So instead of catching an Uber to the club, one of the dudes that really like her right now was like, yo, I'll pick y'all up and drop y'all off at the club. And in her eyes, she's like, well, now, bitch, we ain't got to pay for an Uber. Seemed real innocent, right? Okay. Wrong. He picks us up from the fucking dinner. We go like, I guess I'll share the whole story. Cause I, but I'll make it short. We drive about 15 minutes away, and we notice we're still in the car. The club is only about five minutes around the corner type shit. So we're like, what direction are we going in? Because my friend is not recognizing the direction we're going in. Oh, my God. This nigga's like... My house? Nah, I got to go pick something up. No! My nigga! I hopped out of the car so quick, I said, ma'am, we're calling an Uber because what you're not going to do is pick anything up while I'm in the car with you. And there was Nigerians, no shade, but you either a businessman or you a scammer or a street nigga, whatever you are, you going to pick something up, you ain't having it in the car with me because I know what it is. You're out of goddamn weed and you need to go pick it up, but it's now, now to me, that's a run. I'm not coming with you on your runs. So I hop out the car and he's like, nah, baby girl, we wouldn't do that to you. Man, get back in. Okay, I'll take you out to the club. We get around the corner from the club. Oh, no. Doop, doop. That's the sound of the police. We get pulled over, but it's a van. Five police jump out of the fucking van. Because niggas. Literally. Knock on the window. Jesus. Ask him to pull it down. He pulls it down. He's being very, like, respectable. High officer. What's the problem? Because we did did absolutely nothing wrong. Sorry. So he rolls it down, and he's like, where are y'all going tonight? Da-da-da-da-da. Can I ask all of you guys to step out of the car, please? Uh We're literally on, literally, and I'm just, I'm looking at my homegirl like, bitch, I told you to get out. You see, if you would have listened to me, bitch. And I'm looking at my homegirl like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? Next thing I know, she's a German citizen. I'm a U.S. citizen. They take both of our, my passport, her ID card. And I'm like, what you need? Like, here it is. I can give you my information. What do you need my card for? She takes it. She's like, oh, as long as we don't find anything in the vehicle, we'll give it back. Ah! 
They have two police officers, all doors open, trunk open, flashlight, looking under everything. And I'm just looking at her and I'm like... Must have been the tag. They knew them niggas. It's the tag. Adrian, she told me that. That's what I said. That tag is marked. And whether it's for drugs or whatever, they're looking to get that nigga. Mercedes, nice car. He's telling it's because I'm black. His window's tinted. They ain't see you as black from behind, bit. <laughs> so I'm literally looking at Adrian and I said, I don't think you understand. Mind you, my friend is much younger than me. This is her first time experiencing this. Experience. How old is she? She's 22. That shit's happened to me before. So I'm looking at her and I'm just like, you don't understand, Adriana. If they find as little as a blunt in that car, we are all going to jail. So I'm sitting here talking to the other officer and um, and I'm just like, listen, I don't even know these motherfuckers. I just landed today. You can look at the passports. Cop the plea, nigga. Oh, I was already Cop like, bro, I don't know these people. Like, she just met him a month ago and he, it's because he drove by and liked her. Like, bro, we don't know these niggas like that. And I'm literally like trying to say I don't... They, then I was like, they technically like, yeah, are Uber sure you drivers. Don't, so you don't know him. So you just in the car with somebody you don't know? That's pretty much, bitch. And I was like, they technically are Uber driver. Then I almost got away. He was like, oh, is this an Uber driver? I said, technically, but we ain't call them <laughs> on the Uber app. So they wasn't trying to buy that. So they're still looking. So this is where a few things happened to me. And this is what I wanted to share with, with the listeners. So he starts getting, the other, mind you, there's two niggas, one in the van. I don't know. This is another reason why I got scared. As we're all pulled out, the driver's already handcuffed. And I'm just looking like, bitch, why? He's in handcuffs. So as he's he's in handcuffs, they're questioning us. He's trying to say sorry to her. But now he's starting to get slick with the cops. And this is where I realized, and I didn't realize how much I had been affected, that I have PTSD from what's going on here in the States. And... As he's starting to get snappy with the officer, I'm yelling at him at this point. Like, do exactly what he says. Stop with the smart mouth. Stop getting slick. Give him whatever he wants. Let's wait till the car is searched. Stop talking to him like that. Like, I'm literally telling him And they have him guns that. in the UK. Yeah, so I'm literally... By the way, uh, I only mentioned that because, like, in France, I know you went to France. Yeah, oh, Yellow... they were big rifles, too, They're bitch. not in France. No? Yellow jackets is a big protesting thing going on, but they shoot out these oh, metal kind of it. balls. They're okay. not... They can't kill you, but they'll, like, maybe not knock off something but in london they do have guns so i'm pretty sure right so he's i, I mean yeah, I, I, girl, believe, I was i was just Google that. i was thinking I'm pretty sure they do at, well at this point i was already coming up with how i was gonna have my locked up abroad episode i was already thinking <laughs> you of, like content i was already do you i know, was do you know that's what the fuck my friend said as soon as i fucking told her in the car mind you i'm gonna I, let me get back to the story so i could tell y'all how i was crying like a pussy hole so Finally, they find nothing in the car. We get our IDs back. I said, Adriana, we walk into the club, ho. I said, oh, British have no guns. No guns. So I'm sorry. I apologize. That means that's why he was talking slick. He listen, Maybe that's why he was talking I slick. Thought that the, I thought that the UK was one of the only... They're tight on guns in the UK. They're, they're tight, tight on, on guns. Having guns. It's like having a gun over there. Okay, okay. okay. That's why there are always like six people taking someone out. Well, yeah, sorry. There was, there was six cops Well, in this car at once. So we're all getting checked. The, there's two checking the car. There's two questioning. So that's the why other he guy. was talking like He's that. He's talking slick to the one officer and the other officer is with us. So finally, they come back and they're like, okay, nothing's been found in the car. They give us our passport and ID back. And we start walking away. I'm like, Adriana, we finna motherfucking walk to the club. So we walk back. They let him go as well. They uncuff him, and he comes running to us at the end of the sidewalk, trying to apologize, saying he's sorry. And all I do is burst into tears, and I say, back home, they kill y'all. And that's all I kept saying because he was so, like, getting so snappy with him, and I just did not want to be a part of it. Like, I'm about to cry now. They were like, you're so pussy, but I literally was like, I didn't realize how much seeing all these black men die from the police affected me because I don't put myself in those situations. And to be in that situation, like, I'm literally, like, I literally had to tell my mom, I said, I think I need therapy now. Like, I didn't realize that me seeing the videos on Instagram, me reading the news articles, and seeing how many of our black men die, being in that situation right there, I was just like, I was scared for him. I was scared for me because I know they looked at, we were, we're black women. So I know they wanted all of us gone. And I didn't realize how it affected me. So before I go to cry, I go to say, this is why I realize when we talk about dealing with hood niggas, street niggas, scammers, this is why 
I know I don't put myself in those positions. But because the truth is, Manny, the sad thing about it is it ain't going to take a hood nigga to no, die. No, no, it's not going to take a hood nigga to die. However, my friend just got a new job. I said, just because we were in the car with them, this would have affected your new job. I said, do you think if I would have just called my 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 job and said, oh, by the way, I'm in jail right now for drugs because that's what they have me in here under. Right. Wait till I get out. No, I would have lost my job. And so even it's something that and this is a tip to you ladies who if you're into men who may sell narcotics or carry around large loads of narcotics or anything that could cause him to go yeah, to don't jail. Be or die, bitch. Don't get in the car. Re-listening back to that, might I just add that it doesn't even matter at this point if you are riding with anybody with drugs. Um, at this point, my tip is to just be safe when you walk out of your door. Um, we have seen black men taken from us for selling cigarettes for being accused of using a counterfeit $10 bill. Um, we have seen people lose their lives for sitting in their living room. Um, so even with that experience, and of course me feeling as though we were being pulled over for a drug related offense, um, because that's what they were searching for in the vehicle. Literally just to know you can be pulled over for driving while black. Um, so again, this is just, this is all a lot. We know it's a lot. Um, and this next clip you're about to hear um, actually comes from a, a place of frustration. Um, we have, th this podcast is black as fuck for a reason. We have not shied away from that. Again, shout out to our 27 white listeners, but this show is for us. Um, and so in the next clip, you are about to hear Wheezy kind of read for filth. Um, someone who felt offended that we made this platform for us. Um, and you can kind of hear pretty much both of our sentiments on our thoughts on that. A shout out to our favorite one of our favorite podcasts the read okay um, we you know we never, gotta read we this never week. name names we never really go off on anybody and mandy replied to this girl and she is very lucky i'm not gonna <laughs> say her name but i'm just going to try to all right i'm i'm still i'm so irritated because i just fucking remembered about this so this girl writes in um on a picture of lisa spliffson who came and if you guys got to hear that episode she's a fin dom who uh, Michelle Hope describes very radical. She's got a yep. lot of opinions. She used the word white supremacy a lot and um, had a lot of anger. She's been violated in a lot of ways. So she mm -hmm. told her story. Anyway, <laughs> here is the comment that... Please don't... Uh, are you going to read it all? Okay, it's, I'm it's a, pretty bad, guys. It's well, bad. So, okay, so listen to and it. And this bitch tried it. And, and then y'all can come up with your own opinion. Oh, I would I think love y'all to write. I think that Weezy is overreacting. Um, I you think I'm overreacting? I responded in a fine way. Like she, You responded the way that you should have. Nicely. And oh, so, I'm, now, so now I'm I'm, I'm not PC, overreacting. So now I'm PC. No, you did what you should have done. We should be taking... Look, listen. Okay, listen, listen to the comment, y'all. I will tell you if... This episode. Listen, listen to the comment. Thank you. Can I get my black card back? Because Mandy about to fucking lose her. Talking about I'm overreacting. Bitch, listen to this. Okay. Uh, this about episode. To get your nipple card back with that fucking top. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Nipples I'm mad at you. Coming out. Right. Let them show. Can let them glow. Right. It's very hot in here, which is why my tits are out. I had a sweatshirt on. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, all right, read it. This episode made me sick to my stomach. Forget the ignorance and prejudice that was pouring out of it as a, all caps, white child sexual harassment victim. I'm telling you this. Take your explanation of child abuse with white supremacy, wrap it in a gift paper. That didn't make sense. And put it on the shelf. Never open again. I don't think you realize you're denying women to their own experience. Women of all colors body shamed by men of all colors. The oppression of women stems largely, which she's right on this, from men's desire for power and control. The same need which throughout history has driven men to try to conquer and subjugate other groups, nations, and oppress other classes and groups in their own society drives them to dominate and oppress women. Since men feel the need to gain as much power and control as they can, they can steal away power and control from women. They deny women the right to make decisions so that they can make it for them, leave women unable to direct their own lives so that they, they can do it for them. This is really long, guys. This is why she's she was right this fast. On that part. And Since here's, biological This is the processes, part that, that pissed you off, right? Do, yeah. do, do. All right, go ahead. Since biological processes like sex, menstruation, breastfeeding, and even pregnancy were discussing, women felt themselves disgusted too. And that brings me, me to the sexual power... That brings them to the sexual power women have over men. Men resent that feeling. It's a sign of weakness. And women are to blame as they're the one to produce it. And that means men can't complete the domination over women. They may be able to force women to cover their bodies and faces like slaves. But any woman that's capable of arousing powerful and uncontrollable sexual impulses inside them at any moment. I got your call. I got that you call your podcast a black podcast. But you are so exclusive. It hurts me on a socioeconomic level. Mandy replied to her and said, everyone has their own experiences. We've had many different people on the show. Sorry, police's experience is different from your own. Perhaps we'll have someone on the show that shares your views. I just want to tell you something. I was read it and I got irritated and I thought about the word socioeconomic. And how has this impacted your money or your job or your livelihood? Because let's take it for a second. You love to capitalize that you were white. So on a socioeconomic level... How the fuck did you get offended economically? I mean, really, when black podcasts are the minority, black people are the minority, what the fuck are you? How are you really affected by hearing a black girl tell her fucking struggle and then here you are with these white fucking tears about how you're left out? How the fuck did Lisa feel her whole fucking life or every fucking black girl that goes through shit, even especially if it's with a white man and someone saying, oh, hey, you know, it's okay, get over it, but now we gotta cater to your motherfucking white ass on our black ass podcast because God forbid we have some black bitch on here talking shit about somebody that looks like your daddy. No the fuck you didn't. And if it's oh. such a problem, you should have never have ever have followed our black asses, half black asses, whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> you shouldn't have even indulge. Even bring it up. You sound dumb. I know it's a black podcast, but I'm hurt. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Do you know how many black girls have been hurt? Do you know how many black girls were feeling, Lisa? Not to mention how I was embarrassed that we had black men on here talking about Spanish women and how they're better. Do you know how many black girls were hurting and where the fuck were you? You weren't offended because your hair is good too. Fuck you. Matter of fact, Monica, Marika, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Most of the girls that are fin doms are white. Do you know how many black ones are there? Not a fucking lot. Not a fucking lot. She's fetishized for being black, being big, being whatever. And here you are being hurt on a socioeconomic level. What does that even fucking mean? Did this podcast really take you away from work for the day because you were so fucked up? Anything that you listen to is catered towards you, is catered to your demographic. And one fucking black girl, I swear to God, like, it almost she blows She was me. this mad, yeah. This is a podcast but, uh, for people of color. Michelle is looking like, and if I oh, left shit, out a what few did white I walk girls, into? I'm sorry, because I feel like we've always, like, we ride for any fucking woman. I, but here right. you are having to tear this bitch us a new asshole for having the nerve to bring another black bitch on our black ass podcast bitch you gonna have to go and if it fucking sacrifices me to she have said, a shitty throw the whole review, listener away that's what her. she said i don't throw care. the whole listener away we just don't because you know what <laughs> i i told mandy when i started this show that i didn't want it to be a black podcast she because i wanted it to be exclu- inclusive inclusive of everyone but fuck it if that's what we had to do that's what we had to do because if you can't sit and listen to a black girl tell her feelings then bitch you gotta go 
You gotta throw the whole person away. Fuck it. Leave your one star <laughs> review. Suck my dick. You can kiss my ass. I don't even know Lisa. I never spoke to her again, but I can tell you this. <laughs> I get it. And bitch, a lot of other white people that listen to it got it. And no one sat there and said, oh my God, she's talking so much shit about white people. I can't stand this. And I'm so offended. Bitch, maybe she was offended when you sat there and said you were hurt on a socioeconomic level. Bitch, how the fuck Wait. did it affect you? Ooh. I know you are so. So happy you got that shit out. I was. Whew. And that's all I had to say. And that was the you- read for today. Shout out to Crystal and Kid Fury. Um, this was her read, and I think that they would approve of this message, Thank actually. Because uh- I meant it. <laughs> and, and mind you, this is coming from someone with a white-ass daddy that fucks white men, works with white people, has friends that are white. I'm offended on a socioeconomic fucking level, bitch. You took me out. My goddamn job. I might lose money from our show on an economic level from talking shit like That's gonna come out of her 50% portion. But you had (laughs) all the fucking nerve to do that shit on our goddamn Instagram. And you're lucky, bitch, that Mandy wrote your ass back. Right, that's why I'm not taking that loss out of my money. No, I'm just... (laughs) Anyway, I'm done. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, um, guys, if this is your first time listening, I promise this doesn't happen often. I, she's just really angry about a comment that we received from one of our listeners. And I think it's good that um, we express this. Um, we show you guys so much love and we appreciate all the love that you guys have given us. However, even on the last episode, we just talked about how people just judged us. Um, nah, and so this was definitely one of the, the comments that we got back that, you know, um, got a reaction. Do you guys have anything to um, say about that? Do you think I'm still overreacting? Um, I think, I mean, you you said your points. I, I didn't feel that emotionally connected. Um, but before, we're not going to introduce her, I guess. Um, our guest, Michelle Hope, has something to say about that. And um, <clears throat> Well, um, <laughs> uh, it's warm in here. And um, I think that what we need to remember is that there is a long history of white feminists who are very racist. Long history. Fair. Um, and I think that what I'm hearing, I did not, I don't know who this person is. I just walked into this mess. I do <laughs> love Lisa. I met her at Afropunk one year. I thought she was the baddest bitch ever. She With is. her nipples she, out. She's big so ass bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, she goes hard. She goes but, so hard, but for but, a reason. But we ride for women, people, period, man. That go hard. Unless you're an Instagram model, um, but we're not going to get into that. But I will okay, say this. They went through problems. <laughs> well, like. yeah. I mean, we all go through problems, but I do believe, I mean, my mom is white and she is a feminist and mm-hmm. she is a lesbian and she has been in the fight for a long time before I was even here. She was a part of the movement. Um, but even I have had to have, have come to Jesus moments with my mama. Like, yeah. uh, pause, mama. <laughs> you a white woman. Like, right. you're you not don't walk down the everything. street with people looking at you uh, like, mm, what, what are you? Or you don't walk into a store and people follow you around for the same time for the th- for reasons like, oh, you might rob us. And, you know, it was interesting when, when my mother and I, and I love my mother, and when my mother and I had that come to Jesus moment, you know, it was hard for her to hear, you know, from her grown child. But then, you know, she left New York. She came to visit me from Indiana. She came to visit me and she left. And she went home, she processed, and she was like, wow, you're right. Right. She was yes. like, you know, and, and when it's I was growing, experience. it's totally a different experience. And when I say my mother has always been a part of the movement, my mom has sat on uh, boards that really fought for women's equity. And she, uh, when I was growing up, was on a board of a women's arts and music festival that happened in Indiana. I always call it like Lilith Fair before there was Lilith. <laughs> And when she was a part of that, after we had this kind of come to Jesus moment and then she thought about it, we had a conversation and she was like, you know, Michelle, at that time when you were little, because I would go to these festivals because they had kids camp and it was super weird because it was like astro travel and like dream catcher type (laughs) vision boarding shit before that was possible. Right. Some shit (laughs) she would like. Yeah. And, And she said, you know, the black women always said they needed their own kind of section in the space and we would give them pushback. Like, why? We're all fighting the same fight. And after we had that come to Jesus moment, she was like, Michelle, you taught me that I was being discriminatory. I was, we should have created that own space. Hopefully she even understands where Wheezy's frustration came from. Instead of hearing, you know, the anger in Wheezy's voice, she actually sits back, sits back and realizes that, She's not sitting here shaming her or anything like that. I was but really But you hurt. have to understand because that there's the a way different... that she felt like Lisa singled 
you know, people out or whatever. Like, she singled herself out to say, I'm white and you did this to I'm me. I'm white, right. Dude, people are going to have so many different experiences. Women that go through so many traumatic experiences with different men, you have to appreciate each, each person's story. For sure. Listen, don't get me wrong. There's things I've heard that I'm like, damn, that's too much on different podcasts and stuff like that. But you can't shit on that person for it. And this is exactly why I don't want to do sexual harassment episodes sometimes because yeah. you never know someone's journey. And we didn't know Lisa would go there. And I'm grateful that she did. because Mar- How did you not know Lisa was going to go there? <laughs> I mean, I thought Lisa was going to talk about some Fendom oh, shit. I did not. No. Hell no. no because she, a part of Lisa's dominance is stemming from her experience. And I'm yes. all for that. Um, but you know, I'm just saying, and I love Lee. The other voice you heard in that episode was Michelle Hope. Shout out to her. Um, she actually joined me for the Brianna Taylor vigil, um, on 125th and Adam Clayton Powell in Harlem this, this past weekend. And I just want to thank her for everything she's done. But just listening to this conversation was, mm, mm, I, I want to say triggering, but went into why my statement last week was so hard to get over. My mom even just called. Um, and we've been having just the struggle in how we are communicating right now. As you guys know, I, I, I'm black as hell, but I was raised by a white mother. And there's just been some some difficulty in that. I do want to shout out also to the listeners who have reached out to me in my DMs um, for those who are not black, but who are raising black children and also the confusion that they're currently facing. Um, and, and I talked to my mom literally yesterday and she was like, you know, I'm OK with hearing that you hate white people. I know that you loved me, but she's like, she's hurt by how white people are. And she hates that she's white sometimes because here she is raising three strong black women. Um, her partner is black. Her nieces and nephews are black. And and she has gone out um, and protested in Orlando. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. But like I said, as far as um, those white listeners and those non-black people who are raising black children the only thing I can say as far as advice is to educate yourself and more than anything I think what I've taken away from this is checking your own check your mothers your uncles your brothers your sisters those individuals who are not black check them when they are wrong I think that as black people, we have tried and tried and tried and tried again to tell y'all what the fuck y'all are doing wrong. And we've shouted at the top of our lungs and y'all just don't hear us. So when our white allies and our Latina allies and our people of color who are not black allies are asking us what the hell they can do, I would say check your kind. Check them when they are wrong and let them know that they are wrong and be willing to stand there and lose a coworker, lose a friend because they ain't worth it. If they not fighting the same fight as you, they ain't meant to be a part of us. The next clip I'm about to play, many of you may not have heard. It is a clip from a bonus episode with Brianda of the Super Trip Talk podcast. And we get into a pretty deep conversation regarding colorism and racism in the Latino community and whether we allow um, the Latino community a pass on saying the the n-word. We also get into the conversation regarding colorism and what Weezy and I have faced as biracial women having a black ass podcast and identifying as black women. Um, We get into that conversation as well. So buckle up. Turn up the volume and get ready for this clip. The Dominican look, like what they're they're black, like the dudes. I feel like they got a little extra curl in the. <laughs> there's something about the curl pattern in their hair, dude. We share an island with Haiti. Come on, like it's just, we. My if you saw my family, it is the most diverse looking racial group. Oh, of course, like. My grandfather, my sister is black passing, black passing. They used to think we were like friends every time we'd go out. 
because we don't look alike. But she looks black passing. My cousins, my grandfather's black. That's interesting. You said black passing. You know, there's white passing. But why not just say she's black? It's for like a different. Oh, actually, this is the whore hive, so they would understand. But for my listeners, I say black passing because they don't really, they're not hip with those terms yet. What are your listeners? I've never like? heard black my passing. Less, black, so I, I use it. It's like an I've heard white term. passing. No, I've heard black passing from like Middle Eastern people when they when they reference Middle Eastern people. But I've never heard they're it for Latinos. Pe- they're just people who say that Latinos aren't black, and I just think that's a very limited way of thinking. Like Latinos are the one of the most racially diverse groups of people. Like Latinos are black. Latinos are also white. You know what I mean? It, it's like a very odd statement to say. Where, Damn, where we're you, starting hot. Where do you think your listeners right. come from? That they wouldn't get that. in the psychedelic community. There are mostly white. Because I was saying, like, bitch, twenty twenty. They fucking know, like that. There's it's sensitive times and how people want to like be like. That's interesting. I would just say black. I say black. Right. And right. also, my sister calls considers herself black. She gets treated like a black person. She works at Boston Children's Hospital and they be treating her like not the best. You know what I mean? Right. And it fucking sucks. Especially as my sister. And like, to be honest with you, when you were Dominican, she was older than me and she always got treated worse because I was a little lighter. Right. And that was shit that I saw as a kid. Like even my mom, my mom's a fucking cunt. Sometimes I, I think about the way she beat her. I didn't get that treatment, you know, or the way my aunts would talk to my sister versus how they talk to me. Wow. And your own family. I mean, colorism is real within your family. It's pervasive. I mean, to think just to be hurtful. Like, I've seen, I've seen conversations or like heard them within Latinos talking about how maybe their family would, whether it's pressing their hair or telling them it's going to be hard to find someone or bleaching, but I've Mm. never heard about like beating on them. Fuck. Oh my God. Like, you wouldn't believe. I would do the same shit as a kid that my sister would do, and my sister would get hit for it. Shit. These are things that I'm talking about in therapy now. I'm right. super close with my sister who I said her birthday's today and I'm going to – I canceled my date today to go to her because she was like, man, I'm feeling a kind of way. But I I feel like I owe my own sister kind of reparations for the amount of shit that I wasn't able to provide her as a kid, like empathy or like seeing that she was going through a tougher time. She was also overweight. Imagine that. Like she, it was just a lot. And uh, and so, yeah, I she's a black woman, Period. If she, she gets treated like that out. So, no entiendo. Like, that's, but the, the thing that really pisses me off was as a kid recounting memories and, um, thinking about ex- memories that I have that she does it and she was there for. Like, I was recently talking about like a family reunion we had when we were like 10. Uh-huh. And she remembers she didn't get fed. What? She didn't get fed at this party. And I was talking to her about this sound culture that we had that was like amazing. And she was like, oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't, you know, th- this is this is awkward because so we've had the conversation about um, like the uncomfortability of even Latinos saying the N word. Um, mm. And so even having the conversation with you, I guess this goes into why I don't like when they say it, um, because specifically growing up in Orlando and being friends like my friends growing up um majority of them, even if they were black, they were either Jamaican or Haitian just because of the side of town I grew up on. But my best friends were also Colombian and Mexican. And in terms of how they treated black people is why I don't want to give Latinos of any origin the right to use that word because they have been just as oppressive or racist towards black people as white people so have. I agree aren't black, with you. Aren't black people also that way with other black people? Colorism and shit? Um, that's true. But what she's saying, yeah, though, but as I far think as, it's a different... Yeah. I've is. had Latino friends. I've watched treat black people crazy, too. Like, we're from Florida. Wild. Where are you from? Boston. Yeah, okay. so we're from Florida. Florida, so. you've got a lot more, like, in schools... I, I honestly don't no, even no, see why Our pep people. rallies were segregated. Everyone re- would bring their fucking flags. So I went to Oak Ridge High School. I went to Walker Middle School. Like, I went, I lived on, on Oak Ridge, on the west side of town. And then I went to high school in Pine Hills. So in Florida, like, we would have pep rallies. And during pep rallies, literally, you would have your Jamaicans in a section, your Haitians in a section, your Mexicans, your Puerto Ricans, and everyone would, would bring their flags. But we would segregate ourselves as teenagers based on what countries like we were from. Bro, that and shit I was would, wild. We're Puerto Ricans and Dominicans? Bro, and my school specifically was like all of the schools that I went to were over 90% black, like black or, or, or Latina. Um, I didn't go to any schools really with any white kids except for mm-hmm. my freshman year. I got into a magnet program for TV production. Um, but – me being around even my friends' families growing up, 
Um, I remember them blaming me for their daughters dating black men. I remember, um, yes, my, like, literally, like, my, my friend was Colombian growing up, and you'll, Weezy, Mm -hmm. um, may actually meet some of them at the Orlando show. Um, but I just remember, like, them blaming me for them dating black men. I remember, um, certain music or people that we liked, them being like, using the n-word in a bad way like okay. to where they literally to me latinos have oppressed and shown hatred towards black people the same way i've seen white people do so i don't agree That's that a, all latinos can't not, say not all i never say all well you said latinos shouldn't use the word right. but there I, yeah, are i don't think a so lot of them should. i have an issue with the afro latina and latino blanket the only close friend that i have that says that is sharonis um, that he's, he's Latino, Af- no? He's Afro-Latino. He's, he'll say he's Afro-Latino. Mm-hmm. But I just really feel like, like there's this other dude I know that talks about how he's Afro-Latino. And I feel like he does it so he can say nigga. I know I'm being extra. And it's a feeling. I feel like if there's a weight when you say it and like, oh no, this is like when Mero says the N word, I don't know. I understand. He's Dominican. He is our Dominican but, patriarch. So he's black as shit to me. Mero's black as Okay, fuck. he's Latino. And Dominican and shit. So I was going to say both. I've oh, wait. Been... He's not black? No. Not, he's well, he is fuck. black. He's so Dominican. Actually, oh. what is it going to be? What is it, guys? Wait. No, 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 Meryl no. no, no, no. Is which, Meryl's the, the black I'll, I'll tell you the what. Black. Jesus is the black. Oh, Jesus, Meryl, here, here's why. Meryl is what you would say is black passing, right? Okay. But there are a lot of Afro-Latino people, which I would even, and this is just me looking at you, not even say knowing it. you. I would even call you Afro-Latino. Lo soy. But also, don't think you're black passing. So I feel like nigga can't be used. Is that weird? I say if there was a meter, the metric is the way people say it. I can tell when you weren't raised in this, you weren't grandfathered in this. Like when I can tell when people are just saying it to acclimate or like to to like using it like on some Billie Eilish type shit, Mm -hmm. some appropriating shit. It's a weight. Of course, when you talk about it, it's hard to contextualize because it's a feeling. I just feel like Afro-Latino doesn't give you a nigga pass. I don't believe that. But I believe yeah. that, like, Afro-Latino people, like, when you are when you have black skin as an Afro-Latino, I feel like that's different. I know it's fucked up because I'm, I'm mixed. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have black skin. But at the end of the day, I feel like this is a new thing that I've never seen before that's come about since, like, I would say since I've turned 25, suddenly I started seeing this you thing You guys happen. just moved up here, though. Th- this Dominicans are all around here. Dominicans, no, 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 the Afro-Latino verbiage. Oh, okay. The okay. Afro-Latino verbiage. Yeah, no, because, I, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're from Florida, so, uh, yes, New York is probably on a, on, a, on, a, well, on a larger scale, too, as far as Dominicans, but... No one, like, there was no just white and black in any question of, for the of both me growing up. Can Afro-Latinos say the N-word? No. Ma'am? Weezy? I think if... I think... so. It's, an, it's a no for me. It's a no However, for me. I do have a... There's a Meryl thing for me. She just said his Meryl, Meryl is... Oh, no, because I didn't know which one, what makes, if it was Jesus or Meryl. I don't know which one. Meryl is, is, do they not appear to both be black men to you, though? No, one looks Hispanic, one looks oh, black. Oh, Meryl looked black to me. I know. Nah, I'm sorry. I Meryl no, black. she's right. One no, looks Hispanic, he's one mi- looks he looks mestizo. He looks mixed. He's not. Jesus is clearly the black one if you see both of them. That's, I guess that's you're how right. I view it. One looks Spanish, Is it because he's black. attained this huge success and now, like, does that give him credence and credibility to say the N-word? Because that's classist. That's not fair. That's an interesting point of view because I, and then, and I guess that's where it's like subjectivity because I just said, oh, if you're a Latino living in black skin, then I feel like you can. When I looked at Mary, I thought he was black. But see, but see, here's the thing to me. What? Um, your sister. Yeah. Even though she is in, in the skin of, a an Afro Latina and would I guess identify like view to us as someone who's black. Me to me, knowing that she grew up in a family that was that, that was racist or presented. Oh, my sister says the N word, right? Right. But that's what I'm saying. But to me, like even that's like with my friend now. Like to me, I joke all the time and I tell her she's white passing. I'd be like, bro, don't say the N word on the phone with me because I know the people that you grew up around are racist. So to me, being that you grew up around people who have that mentality, to me that takes away the fact that you could use that N word even more because the people around you showcase that racism, which is why we don't let white people say the word. Right. There's a level of oppression behind it. And to me, if you were oppressed in that space and you grew up and the people that you love and are around you 
are oppressing you because of the color of your skin and you being black presenting, I have a problem with you even using that word. I mean, at the end of the day, are you still friends with that person? Who? The person that. Oh, when we talk on the phone, I'll be like, I'll hang up on you. Like, don't say the N word. Okay, good. Oh, me and her go, we battle. I think I know who you're talking about, and I feel uncomfortable. Every time she says it. And so when we're talking, I'll be like, bro, you can't say it, bro. But only because she's. I don't know. And she's light skinned. What is Afro Latina? You you look white, you white Latina, bro. I have a really interesting. Yeah, you are. Now that's white. In my, and the Dominicans would think that's white. Right. So, bro, don't say the N word. And so I, if you want to get the extra candy, the extra feet, the extra It's crazy that you brought this conversation because a lot, so we have such a diverse listenership in the whore hive. Um, of course, I would Do you know what I'm about to say? That, no. It's a diverse listenership. No. Oh, I'm about to bring up some shit that, um, I would just say as far as like the, listener. the diverse listenership in our whore hive is a, is appreciated. But also real quick, um, I know we're talking about Latinos right now, but, um, I recently got a DM, um, from a white girl and it was just like, um, I think on one of my stories from the, the podcast mm-hmm. and she asked if, white people would feel comfortable coming to our show. She wanted to come to I've our had show. That too. And I'm just like, absolutely. Like, but just know, like we, we make fun of white people all the time. Like, it's just kind of, I, I want you to hold this because you guys are both going to love this. I actually have already talked about this on an episode that's come out with Eddie, but um, I love him. Me too. That episode was fucking, he's so fun. He was so funny when uh, we mentioned science, like Eddie is so touch and go because I mentioned something about science and he goes, man, he doesn't believe in science. Are you serious? And then he goes, but isn't she smart? <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's great. And I like that he fits, but he ain't got to like, I right. appreciate people like that. that don't have to like maneuver and put this, the voice on. But anyway, the best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not hundred percent sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The, I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I read this with Eddie because he's Peruvian. He's Latino. But I really want to read this again. So Mandy has never heard this. I was going to do it on the episode with Mandy. But I was like, fuck it. I'll do it with Eddie because he's Latino. You guys have already heard this. But this is even better because you're Latino. So this is from a patron who is top tier. um, Wanted to let me know that before she... um, Oh, bitch, I ain't front. I went in on the last episode about my feelings on this. Um, I, I called two Latino friends of mine, too. Shit, there's no signal in here. It's not loading. But um, just to tell you what's going on, Mandy and I made a comment on an episode 56, Valentine's or Galentine's, yes. where I told her I was on a cruise and that I said, oh, now that we're popping, I don't know when black people look at me if it's a horrible I remember decision you saying thing that. Or, or a black thing. And then Mandy said, horrible decisions is a black thing. And I said, oh, you're right. That's true. Here is the listener DM. I didn't. I, yeah, I don't know. Hello, Weezy. I know this may not get seen, but this has been bothering me for quite some time. I understand the motive behind your show's um, outline is for the awareness in a black community, but I do get offended that I've paid $15 a month to hear about how horrible decisions is made for black women when I'm a mixed ethnic Latino relate to your show as well. I've always been able to sideswipe the comments about Latino women, etc. I do appreciate the love for Afro Latino, but from Latinos from all areas on a spectrum can relate to you. I don't understand how you can just always make horrible decisions a black thing when your audience is so broad, especially when I know you're 
I know how y'all are going to feel when I keep reading. Just let me get it out. Especially when no matter the type of Latina we may be, we're still minorities. Yes, our struggles aren't the same, but we still deal with one on the regular. Black women have overcame slavery, prejudice, segregation, and fixation for years, but so have we. A lot of our mothers and fathers left their countries with no stability, strength, or education just to make a better world for us. I didn't say we had it bad, but we have similar struggles. Um, and the show relates to women. I feel like the show is a woman's show who don't have a comfort or space to speak on this stuff because how do I ask my Mexican grandmother about sucking dick? Um, but it's too taboo to speak sexuality in a lot of cultures and societies. I just hope this comes across to you guys and understand that it's bothersome when I've invested in you guys and I'm placed in a category where you don't feel – when I don't feel relatable. Um or it doesn't feel relatable. I'm going to include the clip that bothered me. Please be aware of our love. Um, she also mentioned that she did this with another patron. I'm going to wrap up what I said because you guys heard it last week. But I thought about a lot what I said to her. And I was like, you know what? It isn't a woman show. That's true because we have many male patrons. But it is a black thing. She's just welcomed in the space. And then I told her, no one white has ever written me this. And they know this is a black show. No one white has ever written me this. The Latinas that come to the show, and I joke all the time and say, Maria, Maria is in the audience. They know it's a black ass fucking show. And right. no one has ever fucking said this. And what really pissed me off about what she said is, I invested in it, and you're making it a black thing. My nigga. I went to see Jesus and Mero about five times, probably spent over a rack, and more than that, over flying to their shit. And when Jesus goes on a Dominican fucking rant, and I don't know what he's saying, I'm sitting there appreciating it and not saying, I invested in this and you didn't speak English. Because mm -hmm. I know that's his shit. Right. I know when I do Latino shit, it's their shit. I supported Akash at a Desi show, uh, an Indian comedy show. I, uh, to be honest with you, half of the jokes, there was many Indians there, I didn't really, really get. get. But mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. Like, he's funny. I'm fucking with it. Like, right. I want to support your shit. How dare she, and I'm getting more angry of it as the weeks go on, say that she was mad that she invested in it because it's not an inclusive thing. All these motherfucking white people on our Patreon that ain't said a fucking word. And I know out of the two of us, I've probably been way more out there with white people. And I'm the one that, I'm the white guy fucker that says shit about white people. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I just don't like, she said that black women overcame slavery, prejudice, fetishism. Um, if you look at what's going on just even right now in society, black women are still fighting struggles that outside of slavery, all of those other, as far as like the war on wage gaps, um, what black, black women feeling still the fetishism of, of a lot of other cultures. There's still things that we, like, we have not I, overcome. I don't think that I need to even yeah. say that black women go through more than Latina. Cause I'm going to stop right there. I, that's why it's funny. Cause with the episode with the doctor where you said, no, well, I'm talking about black women. I said, I'm talking about Latina women too. When they're with the rate that they're dying in the hospitals, it's literally a 1% difference. I'm not saying they don't go right. through struggles, but we're not Latina chicks. So right. I don't we're have, black I, girls I, I talking I don't, about I don't, I don't a black have, experience. Yeah, I don't have the Latina experience. Sure. No one in my family I, speaks Spanish. I don't like, even want to say black girls yeah. go through more shit. I'm going to tell you right now, black and Latinos go... I'm not, I'm not gonna say, it. I'm not gonna speak to someone's experience. Black women on, on average, yes, they do, but I'm not gonna speak to hers. None of us have been through slavery and, 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 and me or you or her. So I don't wanna speak to that. I'm not gonna do this stupid fucking, oh, black girls go through more shit than the Latino girls. I think that's fucking dumb. Right. I think what should be said is, you're talking to two girls that have grown up in a black community, mm -hmm. have a black parent, identify as black women, and then mad that it's not a, I think it's a woman thing. Like, Fuck you. It's not. And I didn't say the fuck you shit to her at first, but now I'm starting to kind of like get more angry because I know that Don't like doing these shows, even Texas, which is so many Latinos, no one gave me that energy at all. And I'd be talking shit. No one gives me that energy at all. You know who wants to get fake mad about a Latino accent? Black girls that just fucking don't like me. White girls that don't fucking like me. Them Latina chicks be laughing at my DM talking about how I sound like their fucking grandma. She's really picking some shit that I don't even get. You know how many fucking shows there are that like have Latinos that host them? Go listen to that. I don't listen to white sex podcasts because I don't relate. Right. Same. You know what I'm saying? I listen to white comedy podcasts because I have that kind of humor and I enjoy it. You're listening to this black sex pod because you feel like hey, there's a comfortability in it that's sticking with you i can't understand how you could even say you can't invest in it when it's still a black woman business not to mention you also said oh we're all minorities so you can't do a minority business i have to be more fucking inclusive to you like that's not fair like 
literally made this fucking space. And initially when I had this podcast idea and I came to Mandy, I didn't even tell her I wanted it to be a black thing. It was the second episode. It was already a black fucking thing period there was no going around it so i'm not about to go back because the audience got bigger now and say okay no never mind it's not a black thing anymore because you know what there's a lot of black things that fucking blow up and people become millionaires so i'm not gonna now shy away from it and say it's a woman thing not when niggas be in our dms not when niggas are holding us down and also investing much like you fucking shout out to siggy every fucking show say i want to shout out siggy tay rich i want to yeah the 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 amount of men who have come to our meet and greet and have put their their partners on is just I wouldn't say as tremendous as the women listeners, but it's so it, not but, a woman but, but, thing. It, but it goes to show that men are listening to this mm-hmm. and bringing this to their homeboys, to their partners, to their to their cousins, to their friends. So I do want to shout out um, to our male listeners because I think that they are just as important um, to our growth as the women are. And so yes. Um, I, I know we've had conversations about feminism and women support and all that thing. Um, and I know that we do talk about race a lot on this show as well, but I know that there has been a strong focus in making this a safe space for people of color. But again, Weezy and I have a black experience. We identify as black women. So outside of you guys, maybe not feeling inclusive in all of the conversations, I not only want to apologize if you're offended, but also say, sorry, don't give a fuck. It is what it is. The only thing I'll apologize for is ever saying a fucking slur. Whether it was the R word and I want to apologize like for the M word. I know you don't want to apologize for it. But to me, if you're a small person or if you're someone that has like mentally challenged people in your family and stuff like that. And I've ever said something like that. I'd apologize for that offense. I'm not going to fucking apologize for making a joke on here. I say niggas ain't shit. So if I want to fucking say Latino niggas ain't shit, I'm grouping in all the niggas. I say white niggas ain't shit. I fucking give people, I know for a fact, equal trolling. Okay? So I'm sorry. Can I ask you guys a question? Tell me how you felt about that response. As a so a couple things. Um, this such a small percentage of – this is a very – she's an anomaly. This is a fan who identifies with a lot of what you guys have to say and some, something like triggered her that sparked this this message. You know, I wouldn't give that too much weight. I don't even get mad at it because I just I, – I see that this is someone who's maybe a little lost in her own space, I think, and she's projecting one. I have a question though. Just – it popped into my head and I'm sure some of your listeners have the question too, but they don't have the privilege of being in front of you. Do you guys ever get hate from black women? Like black women telling you guys that y'all are not all black? the time. Well, that more so in the beginning of the show, not so much now, not now, but in the beginning of the show, um, they said that our get, we didn't have enough dark skin guests on the show. Um, but that was true. They also said that wasn't, that wasn't bullshit. Well, that was true. Eh, um, Eh, I disagree. Um, they also, they also said that, um, our experience because of how we look and the color of our skin means that we haven't gone through some of the black troubles that they feel like, can we really relate to? Like, yeah, so we've had that question from, I, I think more so and in the beginning valid of the show. Things to say. That's I, the one thing I'll say. What she's saying is different from, from those comments. Saying that if, if we've made blanket statements for black people, that's, that's a fucking thing that they, they can say. Um, the only thing I don't agree with is people are picking choosy over who can say nigga. Mm-mm. And I've had a few people like, y'all say it too much. This is an entitled, fuck? she's an entitled fan. And by the way, the more you guys grow, that shit's going to happen more. Oh, yeah. You know, just, like, oh, let's yeah. just say you guys, for example, if you guys are on a network, when you guys are on a network, I see this blowing major. There are going to be certain things like executives being like, could we expand the way we speak about certain things so that we do include more minorities? Would you guys ever change your script or would you keep it? Not on the podcast, on TV. I would. I don't know if Mandy feels the same, but I, I come from I, a TV film background and I know for a fact that that would be the first but thing. I, mean, not, I know I'm, for a fact. I mean, that, I'm not even going to lie. Like I, my first conversation, um, we are possibly talking and wanting to expand the, the, the podcast into a TV form, format. And just because I think we've grown an audience with being exactly who we are, mm-hmm. I think one of my first questions was, how many dicks, fucks, pussies, niggas are we going to have that we can say? Like, I still want to be very true to us and not and not wash it down for how we speak, what our lingo is, what our demographic is. But I for sure would open it up to having... Indians come on and, and express their right. experience. I, I, I 100%. I be I'm actually down for that for TV versus the podcast. For sure. Why is so there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot in that conversation. Um, again, if you guys are interested in hearing more, you can join us um, for more discussions like this 
at patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. And before I leave you guys off with a final word from Wheezy, um, I do want to leave off by saying and telling you to say her name, Pamela Turner. Say her name, Sandra Bland. Say her name, Brianna Taylor. Say her name, Corinne Gaines. Say her name, Tatiana Jefferson. Say her name, Chantel Davis. And again, guys, continue to educate yourself. And let's continue to fight for justice for all of those wrongfully taken from us. Um, just to let you know, guys, although you have heard my voice, this has been a collaborative effort um, between Weezy and I picking out these specific um, moments in horrible decisions. And I am going to leave you guys with Weezy. Um, she was just out of town and we definitely, instead of not having an episode at all, um, we wanted to put this out. And so I am leaving you guys with Weezy and I want to thank you guys and everyone who has done their part in the Black Lives Matter movement and fighting for justice. So here goes Weezy guys. And again, thank you. I want to thank you for getting to the end of this episode because I understand that this could have been triggering for you. And honestly, there's a lot of podcasts I don't listen to if I feel like they're going to upset me. But I love you and I'm happy you're here. And if you've been a longtime listener, I'm happy to know that you may have remembered those moments and been some of the ones to email us and tweet us and talk about your experiences too. Just want to say something before I uh, let you go, if you don't mind. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm about my Black Power wall and probably know that I'm a fan of Malcolm X. And while a lot of people like to argue and say that he changed his life for the better, he still always believed by any means necessary that things needed to get done. And in regards to conversations that you may have, whether it be on social media or with someone you know or a colleague or someone even who's black that says, oh, yeah, but why not peaceful and talk about looting and rioting, even if you wouldn't have done it yourself, even if you're not the person that would break a window, we all need to understand that looting and rioting is war. And after war, people get what they want. War is for a purpose. No one just goes in and starts taking oil and and money and fucking shit up because they felt like it and it was Tuesday. There's a reaction to something. And that's exactly what's happening in our lives. We're watching people who have been in the house for months, who've lost their jobs, who have no fucking money, watch black men and women die in front of their face, on TV, on their Twitter, in their phones, in their hands, and seeing that and feeling angry and wanting to fuck shit up. And fucking shit up is how a lot of things get done. You may have heard me talk about uh, when I was in Paris with scissors and how many riots and protests we saw and things on fire, setting people on fire, which is insane. But the French get what they want because their government's scared of them. And I think a lot of our issue has been that we don't press the government, that we fund enough. We're taxpaying citizens. And got the nerve to beg men in uniform that we pay to not shoot us. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. And honestly, this is exactly why I wanted people to donate on behalf of bail bonds for protesting. I'm not saying that it's right that the mom and pop shot got hit. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But I understand that soldiers die in war. I understand that things happen, that people get affected. And it's sad, but it's just anger and it's exhaustion. And we have to make sure that we're educating people about that when we are having these conversations, these tough conversations. Don't let anybody run over you about something you're passionate about, no matter who you are. If you are Black, if you are Latina, if you are white, if you're Asian, if you're brown, if you're Indian, whoever, and you are passionate about the things we are passionate about, make sure you can run those fucking circles around them when this gets going. Make sure you can do it. Just do your best to keep yourself in the know. That is the best thing we can do. 
We have it right in our hands, right where you're listening to this podcast, whether it be YouTube, whether it be fucking your phone, whatever. Please make sure, I implore you to do your best to have high-level conversations about things that are affecting us for the rest of our lives. Congratulations to you for listening to a podcast like this where other people may not like the opinions. But we all know we're going to be on the right side of history 30 years from now. We talk to our kids and they look at pictures and ask us what the fuck was going on that week. And we knew we were a part of that. I want to personally thank you guys that helped me fundraise between some of our listeners and just Instagram following that I have and Twitter. And we got to $12,600 something dollars to go to protesting bonds. And it was amazing to see people band together like that. And I. I have a lot of faith in humanity in this moment. And maybe I'm naive to say that, but I really know that the world is starting to see how we've all been feeling. Next week, I'm looking forward to making you guys laugh again. I'm looking forward to figuring out who's making this outline. I'm looking forward to Mandy and I pressing a guest and laughing. I'm really excited for that because I want some normal back to But the normal that I want back is what I used to have and more. I want things to change. I know you do too. I love you for listening. I love you for sticking through this end. And I just briefly again, much like I did on that Black Lives little thing um, last Sunday, I just want to take 30 seconds to where we breathe through this. We start a great day. We let a lot of heavy weight off our shoulders And we come back to center. So I'm going to take 30 seconds. If you're driving, I'm sorry. Or if you're out in public, my bad. But if you can, close your eyes. And let's take a deep breath through our nose. Out through your mouth. In through your nose. Out through your mouth. Just doing a quick 30-second meditation. I want you to feel it right in the front of your forehead. Set a good intention for the day. Set set something you're going to teach yourself today. Something that will make you feel good. In through your nose. Out through your mouth. By no means am I a yogi, psychic guru, but I know what to do and I need to chill the fuck out. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you next week. Peace. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.